0: I'm Mitch Casper, and welcome to WinnipegHockeyTalk.com's Random Thoughts on the Winnipeg Jets, the audio version. Hey, Jet fans, welcome back for another audio version of my Random Thoughts. Well, it's just been, what, just a little over a week since the Jets bowed out, and uh, a <laughs> little over a week since the Rick Bonus uh, mini rant and the Players' uh, year-end interviews, etc., and the aftermath. So it was a, for me, it was a quiet week. Um, it was basically, basically like everybody else, just watching the NHL playoffs. If it wasn't for the hockey pools I'm in, I doubt that I'd have much interest. I'm, I don't like when the Jets are in it. So uh, something, uh, it's hard to get used to. You never accept it. But uh, anyway, let's move on here. Um, I don't have a lot of thoughts, this is probably going to be a shorter podcast this week, but there's a few little interesting nuggets out there I thought I'd touch on, so let's start like I said with number one. I have to admit that I'm a little surprised at the amount of negativity directed towards the Jets franchise and the players, and for the most part it's justified, but I don't like how some negative fans are painting all the players with the same brush, it's just not fair. Some fans just pile on because it seems to be the thing to do. And a lot of them do it without actual knowledge. They're basing it off of uh, stuff they see on social media like Twitter, Facebook, whatever, some of the hockey boards, some of the stuff that comes from the media. And uh, I would just like it if some fans, if they have something to say, say something with a well-thought-out comment and not just follow what they think is trendy or what's happening out there. Because, you know what, it's like there's, so, there's a lot of, lot of truth to what's out there, but there's also a lot of misinformation. And that's the part that gets me is, uh, like you say, don't paint all the players with the same brush. But in saying that, the part that really surprises me is how nobody's put uh, Mark Chipman to task. He hasn't spoken to the media. Um, I don't know if he has, if he intends to. But uh, he is the architect of this mess. So what happened with Paul Maurice and what's happened with Chevy and what's happened with the alleged bad room and all these things came under his watch. I can't believe he doesn't know about it. And ultimately, he's the boss, so he's responsible. Uh, Let's move on to number two. Can you see Chevy doing a full rebuild when Arizona, Chicago, Nashville, and St. Louis are in rebuild mode? I don't. Um, I guess the thinking would, you know, probably is so that leaves Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, and Winnipeg to fight for those top three positions, uh, you know, in the Central Division and get that, uh, you know, the home ice advantage for the first round, and that's a, a pretty attractive little nugget out there. So. You know this team to me, like I said, I've said it before. I can see a retool. I can see something happening there, but a total rebuild not not happening. Uh, they have still have too many good pieces to uh, be a competitive team. Um, I have no idea what the plans are for this summer, but there's enough of a base there to start with to still make this team, you know, fairly competitive next year. So, uh, rebuild not happening. Uh, number three. You know, after the, um, the media availability with the players last week, Connor Hellebuck came out with some interesting comments. Uh, I'll read a couple of them back to you. When he was asked about his UFA status next summer, he said, that's hard to answer. It's a lot to think about. We are only two days removed. My main goal is to win a Stanley Cup, and I'm starting to run at of time. I can feel it. I just want to win a cup. I don't know what the future of this team looks like. I don't know what their plans are. I don't know if I'm in it and I'm not interested in a rebuild. You know, after listening to that, I, I listened to it a couple times and I went, you know, how does, why does he think that, uh, you know, that, uh, he started to run out of time. And then I went and looked at his, his uh, bio on that. And I didn't realize, hell, he is 30 years old. Wow, does time fly? Where, where, where did the time go? So, uh, you know, after after hearing that, those thoughts, it really got me to thinking. And I started looking at uh, a lot of his stats, the numbers, uh, similar players in the league. And um, it, it was really very interesting. Yeah, he's 30 years old. He's been, I know, I guess you forget because he played the minors for a couple years. And then when he first came up, he wasn't the starter right away. So, yeah, time does slip by. But uh, let's just talk about his um, his work this season. Uh, he was fourth in save percentage in the league, which is outstanding. But yet his goals against average was 2.49, which is very respectable, and that was 11th. And that tells you a lot about the team in front of him. So um, you know he, he probably questions uh, you know if this if his team gets worse, uh, where is he going to be? You know he's a workhorse. Uh, Him and UC Saros played 64 games this season. Wow. The only guys that were even close were Ilya Sorokin, uh, Jake Ottinger. They played 62. And so did Georgiev in in Colorado. Um, But not a lot of other guys were in that 60 range. So, yeah, he's still elite. Um, He doesn't know what his future is. He plays a ton. And uh, now I, under, I understand. To me, the quotes he made last week, uh, I get it now. Uh, in saying that, I have a funny feeling that Helly wants to return. I think he'll resign. Um, I, I guess a lot of it's going to depend on what happens this summer. But uh, I think he's going to sign and he's going to get paid. But this is the part I find interesting. What would he fetch on the trade market right now? Like, what would Toronto give us for Connor Hellebuck? What would the LA Kings give us for Connor Hellebuck? Wow, that's uh, an interesting question. And maybe it gets answered, maybe it doesn't. But uh, yeah, I would think that Helle would uh, bring a pretty penny and lots of prospects and players to the Jets if they ever decided to trade him. In number four, I posted a tweet from Sportsnet's uh, Chris Johnson. The Tampa Bay Lightning have signed Mikey Asamont to a two-year extension carrying an $800,000 annual average uh, value, and it's a one-way deal. And it says Asamont could have been a Group 6 UFA this summer, blah, blah. Who cares? Uh, that's uh, well-deserved, and that's nice. That's nice for him. Uh, he's got himself a one-way deal. So, you know, he knows where he's going to be, and he knows what he's getting paid for the next two years. And like I said... And I'm not the only one. There's a lot of fans in Winnipeg that thought that uh, it was a mistake letting him go. But uh, it happened, and he, he's made the best of it. Uh, number five. This... <laughs> I love this. This comes from the best answer to a dumb question department. Now, it, the, the, the tweet was posted by James Myrtle. I don't know if he asked the question. I would hope he didn't. He's smarter than this, but... Uh, <laughs> the tweet is, Samsonov on Bobrovsky playing well. And Samsonov's answer was a straight up, I don't give a fuck. Well, no shit. Like, why would you comment or have to comment on about, on, on the opposing goalie? You just lost a hockey game. You're down in the series 2-0, and that's what you get asked? Yeah, I don't blame him for uh, uh, <laughs> giving... I don't blame him for his answer. I thought it was outstanding. In number six, I posted a tweet from the NHL public relations uh, department, and they listed the uh, nominees for the Norris Trophy. Um, no, I mean it's a bit of a surprise. It was Adam Fox, Eric Carlson, and Kale McCarr. So, I, my comment on that, I. I say that uh, I didn't think Josh Morrissey was going to win the Norris Trophy, but I thought he was a lock for one of the three nominations. Oh well, you know, Dougie Hamilton and Miro Heiskanen also had good years, and that's kind of the problem with a lot of these awards. And that's the problem with being a fan of you know of your team in a sense. We were also focused on Josh Morrissey just because it was such a breakout, you know, and that's why I thought he'd get it because it was such a breakout season. But you know what? there's there's probably a lot of fans in a lot of the different uh, markets that you know thought their guy should have been nominated too and just to give you an example some of the players that weren't nominated that put up good numbers this year were uh, you know Dougie Hamilton 74 points Rasmus Dalleen 73 Uh, I mentioned Heisken and he was 73 Brandon Montour that's a breakout season for him Uh, 73 points wow Uh, Adam Fox nominated had 72 um Kyle McCarr nominated 66, but he missed a ton of games. And Mikhail Sergachev had 64, pretty nice season for him too. Uh, Josh was tied with uh, Quinn Hughes for second place. Um, <laughs> Quinn Hughes, 76 points. He didn't get nominated, nor should he. He's where defense goes to die. But the number one guy is Eric Carlson. Like he put up 101 points on a non-playoff team. You know, not a great team. So uh, like he was. He was their whole offense. He was outstanding. And uh, he should win it. If he doesn't, there should be a recount. But uh, congrats to him. Uh, Outstanding season. Mm -hmm. Moving on to number seven. The Winnipeg Ice surprisingly swept the Saskatoon Blades in four straight to win the Eastern Conference Final. And they will play the winner of the Seattle Kamloops Series uh, for the WHL Championship. Um... I was a little shocked, to be honest. Uh, Saskatoon's a pretty good team, and I always thought that the ice would beat them. But to beat them in four straight was uh, outstanding. And now they get the rest a little bit and get ready for the for the next series. Um, uh, the series actually starts uh, this Friday and Saturday in Winnipeg, uh, seven o'clock on Friday, six o'clock on Saturday, and the uh, other the rest of the series will be announced at a later date, but uh, yeah, the ice are looking good, Um, good for them. Let's move on to number eight. This is from the, uh, some good news on the prospect front. Now, we've talked about him before, Dominic DeVicentes. He was named the OHL Goalie of the Year. He set new records uh, with the North Bay Battalion uh, in wins 36, goals against average 233, and A 9-19 save percentage Uh, (laughs) in junior hockey is very, very good. He also tied for the most shutouts in the league. Not bad for a seventh rounder. So if we were wondering who's going to be replacing Helly in the future, hey, could be Dominic, maybe two, three, four years. Um, Nice to see uh, something good happening (laughs) with some of our draft picks. But, uh, yeah, he... uh, he's having an outstanding season and North Bay is still alive. I believe they lead their series three games to two. So one more win and that puts him in the OHL final. Uh, Let's move on to number nine. This is a tweet from Tim McAuliffe of Sportsnet. And uh, I write on here, I thought of Kyle Connor when this tweet was posted and I thought I was probably finished this year for ragging on Kyle Connor, but uh, this was too good to pass up. So Tim McAuliffe writes, and it's an old old hockey adage that we've all heard or said a million times, but uh, Timmy says, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Well, doesn't that say it all? I mean, we've all seen this in the past. There's been some outstanding talented hockey teams that have been beaten by guys that just grind and give her all in the playoffs. And for me, I mean, I don't care. I've said it a million times. I'll take I'll take a hard-grinding 25-goal scorer over a 40-goal pretty boy any day. Um, it's just been proven year after year after year. I don't think Kyle Connor's that guy. I don't think it's ever in his DNA to play that way. Uh, he'd have to be a 70-goal scorer to get away with the way his style of defense and play is. So, yeah, sorry, Kyle. I, I didn't mean to... To pile on But I just did Um ah, Number 10 Is I'm gonna end Wrap it up here With just a few odds And ends That uh, came up This last week or so <laughs> I just I hate Vegas And I Actually say here the, the You know The Jets could have done The world a favor By eliminating Vegas So hockey fans Didn't have to look At those fugly uniforms On TV Fuck with those Uniforms ugly I uh, can't stand looking It looks like Fucking baby puke Yellow But uh You know <laughs> that with how much i hate them makes me even hate them more um on another note dylan Sandberg's uh going for the world hockey championships uh, and representing team usa nice for him and uh nino niederreiter will be representing uh team switzerland in the world championships as well um uh surprised more jets didn't go they had a lot of good players that could have played for a lot of different teams uh you know, I'm surprised that... Uh, I mean, I would like to know if, who was invited and what their reasons were for no, not going. I mean, we know that Mark Shifley and uh, Josh Morrissey uh, could have gone, but they're injured. Adam Lowry and Pierre-Luc Dubois went last year and they both were excellent. They played very well together, but uh, obviously they weren't named or they're not going. Uh, you look to the U.S. team... Um, I don't know why Connor Hellebuck would have passed, or uh, same thing with Kyle Connor. You know, he could have used <laughs> he could have used uh, some extra hockey. And, and to be honest, Kyle Connor on that big ice would be uh, a pretty good player, but uh, he's not. He's not going or hasn't been asked either. So uh, interesting, just inter- interesting to see who goes and who doesn't go. <laughs> but in, in saying that, it was like I say, a short podcast today. Not a lot to talk about. Just want to say a few things and put a few thoughts out there. But uh, like I say a million times, uh, if you like the podcast, you know what you could do is uh, maybe subscribe to it, uh, hit a like button or something. Um, if you subscribe to it, I think it'll it'll automatically pop up for you when uh, when it's ready. Um, you can uh, you know find our podcast at the home uh, winnipeghockeytalk.com. You can find it at. Podomatic, you can find it at Google, Amazon, Spotify, Weezer. There's a whole bunch of them, but uh, whatever your you know, favorite podcast format is, uh, we should be there. Tell your friends about us. And once again, I want to thank you all for taking time to listen. We'll be back next week. I don't know what the topics are going to be. You know, if there's something you want to hear or happy uh, reference or talk about, you know, shoot me a shoot me a text or a DM in Twitter or uh, even in the comments section of the podcast, I can, we can, I can definitely answer some questions or whip something up. But uh, till, uh, until next week, I'll, I'll say goodbye and uh, enjoy the playoffs.